0: Well, church, we have some declarations that we say here at NCC, and if even if you were new when you were walking in, you may have seen them. They're hanging on the wall in the lobby, but these are things that we believe God has called us to be as a church. It's who we are, and so we're going to say this together this morning out loud. Um, You don't have to stand up, so you can stay sitting down. Um, Even if you're worshiping with us online, say this out loud with us. We're going to read this together. Here we go. Let's say this together. God has given NCC a vision to make people and places new. I, as the church, am a part of this vision for our community. I will allow scripture to shape my life as part of owning my own spiritual growth. I'll find ways to invest in the next generation and change the world around me. No matter what comes my way. I'll let joy be seen in who I am, and as part of this church, I will live my life with others and use what God has given me to help move us forward. We are New Community Church, and we will see God do miracles. Come on, really loud. By 2025, we will make 1,000 disciples across three NCC campuses. Together, we are committed to follow Jesus' example and be a disciple-making church. Can you put your hands together? We believe that. That's what God has called us to be. And so those are declarations that we are living out and that we're talking about Um, together for the next few weeks. We're focused on those declarations together. You know, in December, I turned 44 years old, a year from 45 and I suddenly realized, for some reason, 45 seemed kind of significant, and so I started to make this list of, hey, what are things that I want to do by my 45th birthday? Like, what are some goals? What are some ideas that um, I want to accomplish? So I wrote some things down. One of them was a new hobby. I have started to rock climb, okay? Um, You don't have to live in Colorado to do this now. There's ways that you can do that kind of locally, and so um, I had done this years ago, but had gotten out of the practice. So this was a little bit different. I started to rock climb and I started just with, if you've ever done this, like beginner holds, okay. Okay. So that may seem crazy to you, but like you're strengthening your hands, you're trying to get your grip down, like you're trying to know what rocks to grab or what grips to grab hold of, and all of that stuff, and like you're developing that in your, kind of in your skill set and what you're able to do, and so you start on kind of these beginner paths, and then you get a little bit better, kind of intermediate, and then like advance, and my time started to get better for my climbs, like kind of getting to these checkpoints in these climbs, like I started to do a lot better. And I was pretty excited about that. And like getting to the place where I could let go of one grip and like grab hold of another and kind of hold myself there in place, like super pumped about that. And I remember it was just a couple of weeks ago, I was doing this, I was um, doing one of the rock climbing things, and um, I wasn't paying attention to kind of where I was at and what was around me. And I put my hand out like really hard, kind of a sudden motion, and I hit my knuckle really hard. And I'm sitting there like in pain, agonizing, um, and, and I'm hurting pretty bad. And so after that, like I text my family like, oh man, just hurt myself really bad rock climbing. And my family just laughed at me. Just like laughed. Like I was so, so frustrated. Now before you think my wife or my kids are really bad, I need to explain something. This is how I'm rock climbing. I think we got a photo of it right up here. Of me rock. Here we go. Do we got that? There we are right there, okay? I'm on the Oculus, you guys. If you don't know what that is, it's a virtual reality kind of headset that you put on. I'm proud to say I have rock climbed in the Alps at the North Pole, in Canyon, like Ocean Bay, beautiful place right there, okay? Um, And I I did punch our fireplace mantle. That's what I ended up hurting there, okay? Um, Injuring myself pretty good. But hey, when I'm in there, like I don't know if you've ever done VR, like it kind of feels cool and I can look around and see other mountain peaks, like it's not amazing graphics, but it's somewhat decent. And why am I telling you this story? Hopefully you laughed, it's a little humorous, because what I'm about to say next is pretty challenging. I think some of our spiritual growth is like me rock climbing, it's simulated at best. You guys... Some of us are coming into this place week after week, and we're feeling something, like we're having kind of a moment that has no practical application in our real lives once we leave this place, once we leave this moment. I'm not talking about those of you that are worshiping online. I'm talking about when we have an experience for an hour on a Sunday morning that brings no transformation or growth throughout the week that this is our moment with Jesus, and this is kind of our connection with God. But apart from that, it really goes nowhere. And that's not the kind of church that we are called to be. We are called to be people who own our spiritual growth. See, we're talking for the next few weeks along this idea right here, who we are. Who we are. This is who God has called us to be as a church. This is what it looks like to be followers of Jesus and to be people who walk with Jesus. This is what it looks like. This is who we are. Now, some of us, when we talk about those church declarations, you say it like this. Yeah, that's what my church does. You get that? That's what my church does. We do those things, right? Like it's something out there, like scripture shapes our lives. Yeah, that's when we come together and we hear a message. But that doesn't really cause us to own that. See, this is about who we are. And when we say those declarations, that means that not just as corporately as a church owns those, but that means me as an individual, I have to own those. What does that mean? It means adults, when you walk into your workplace on Monday morning, joy is seen in who you are can I get a big smile because you're living that out it's not just something on a Sunday morning you are living that out students it means when you're in the middle of that conversation and you're like I should not jump into this it is scripture that shapes your life not your friends opinions are you getting this It means that we invest in the next generation isn't just giving some money and we built a few classrooms and we built a next gen room because we want the best for our students and kids. It means when I'm at my kids' soccer games or if you're a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle and you're at that choir concert, you're looking for ways to invest in the next generation. You're looking to pour in others. Why? Because this is who we are. This is each and every one of us owning this. This is what God has called us to be. So we own our spiritual growth. This is what that means. We are an active part of being with Jesus in our lives. It's not just the church out there's responsibility. I am an active part, not a passive, in doing what Jesus has done and being like Jesus and having those characteristics. That's what we're talking about. It isn't someone else's fault if I am stuck. It's mine, and I have to own that, and I have to say, God, you're calling me to more. I want to be active. I want to be strategic in utilizing personal practices and corporate practices to make sure that I don't get stuck in my relationship with Jesus, and I'm talking to everyone. You could just be starting this thing out like, Aaron, I've just been doing this for a couple of weeks now. I don't want to see you get stuck. Or maybe you've been doing this for 5, 10, 20 years. I don't want to see you get stuck. And that means each of us, we own our spiritual growth. And so this is what I want you to do, okay? So we're going to kind of make this a little interactive. I want this to stick with you this morning is if you have a phone and you're able to just take that out, open up a note, you can open up the NCC app, you can open up your text message and text some friend and say, my pastor's making me do this. But I want you to type out or write out, we own our spiritual growth, okay? There's something that happens when we put a physical action to kind of a statement, a declaration, a belief, okay? So you could text some random person saying, I didn't want to do this. My pastor's making me. We own our spiritual growth, okay? Because I want that to get inside of you. I want that to be a part of who we are. That's what we're talking about, Okay? So you've done that. Maybe you're still doing that. Maybe you're a slow texter, okay? But just do this with me here, okay? We're going to do this twice. I know we've kind of already done this, but we're going to say this out loud, okay? Here we go. We own our spiritual growth. This is an interactive message. Some of you guys aren't interacting, okay? So one more time. Say this out loud. I can see you guys. I can see if your lips aren't moving, okay? At least fake it and say watermelon a few times, so I think you're doing something, okay? So here we go. We Own our spiritual growth. That's what we're talking about this morning. And I want you to think about this. Growth is the natural trajectory for a living organism. You are a spiritual being. Your spirit needs growth. I want you to understand that. Growth is the natural trajectory for a living organism. I'm assuming everyone here this morning, whether you're in the room or online with us, you are alive, okay? Somehow you're living, right? That's why you're here. That's your trajectory is growth, okay? That's what should be happening in your life. And if you're a spiritual being, you are, God's created you with the spirit, that means your spirit, not just your physical body, not just your mental um, part of yourself, but your spirit, that means it needs growth as well. Okay, so we want to be growing as individuals. I was thinking about this um, and trying to relate this to nature. So I looked this up. I don't know if you've ever watched like National Geographic, the Nature Channel, okay, and you've seen a baby elephant. A baby elephant, when it's born, weighs over 200 pounds. That's pretty big, okay? And by one year old, it's over 1,300 pounds, Okay, so that's not even a full-grown adult. That's just somewhere, like, it's putting on about two or three pounds a day. Like, it's growing. It looks amazing. Like, you see this, a one-year-old, like, it's pretty big, okay, so, like, compared to us, obviously. Like, it's really big, right? And then as a full-grown adult, it's anywhere from, like, seven to um, 14,000 pounds, I think is what that is. Yeah, like, somewhere in there, like, just some crazy number. These elephants are just massive beasts. And that's how some of us want to be spiritually, Right, like we want to start out, we want this rapid growth. We want to be these giants in the Christian faith. Look at me! I don't ever have problems. Everything's perfect in my life. Nothing goes wrong. I'm just growing, and yet we are humans. We're not elephants. So we're more like that six, seven, eight-pound baby. Some ladies in the room, maybe you had an eleven-pound baby. I'm so sorry. Okay, <laughs> like, like, but but somewhere in there, right? And let's just be honest, some of us are preemies, that's okay, some of us are preemies, and then you get to one year old as a baby, and maybe I think like 24 pounds, somewhere in there, a little bit less, a little bit more right there, but then it's just this steady process. And that's not really us, right? We're the microwave generation, right? Like we want to, now we want to instance, but that's not how growth works. Growth is just a steady process in your life. And it's day in and day out. We're not elephants. That's not how God made us. Growth is this steady process. It's this thing. But it takes intentionality and and it takes planning. It takes being intentional about that so that we would grow. Here's the difficulty with growth in our life. And and we need to know this. We are responsible for our growth. You are responsible for your growth, okay? We're responsible for that. But we live in a culture and a society where we don't want to be responsible. We want someone else to be responsible for our growth. I just read this article this week. This is an open court case in the state of New York, but there are two teenagers, one of them a 19-year-old, one of them a 14-year-old, and they're suing McDonald's for making them obese. One of them um, went in every day and ate. I think it's an Egg McMuffin. Is that the breakfast sandwich? Went in, ate an Egg McMuffin, and then for dinner went back and had a Big Mac combo meal and an apple pie. Like this was a daily routine. Um, And then another another teenager that's a part of that lawsuit went in and ate a Happy Meal every day. Now, I will say this. I feel like as followers of Jesus, we do have a responsibility as business owners, as workers, to make sure what we're creating is actually good because that's how God creates, and so I think there is a responsibility for um, business owners and everyone that we are um, representing Christ well, so I'm not going to go into a whole sermon about corporate responsibility, but let's talk about just kind of individual responsibility. No one forced those teenagers to go into McDonald's, okay? Like, no one said, hey, I'm going to physically harm you. I'm going to emotionally or mentally harm you. If you do not go in there, put your money down, and order this day in, day out for all of these years that caused them to be in this state that they are in. But the thing is, is we don't want to be responsible. Because look at this. If I'm not responsible, it's not my fault. That's someone else's fault, right? That's that company's fault. That's that organization's fault. That's someone else's fault. Like, I would love to grow, but... You know, that's not really up to me. That's someone else's deal. No, we are responsible for our growth. And it happens in that same way when it comes to spiritual matters. We are responsible for our growth as well when we're talking about spiritual things. That's why we can't say this. Hey, I wish the church would do more. You are the church. So it's not some organization's out there's fault that, man, I just don't feel like I've been growing recently. Like somewhere out there, okay? And, and you guys, I think maybe we've all had this thought at times, right? Like, um, and Pastor Aaron, that message wasn't as funny as last week. And, yeah, I just don't know, right? Or maybe you've been a part of a church, and I know that there are churches like this where you're like, I walked away, maybe even for years, and I really didn't understand what the message was about, or what I was supposed to do, or what the pastor was challenging me. Like, we all got really excited, but we didn't know what we were supposed to do. And, and I understand that. Like, once again, the, the kind of us together corporately, we do have a responsibility for that. But let me ask this Didn't you have six other days in the week to study the scripture, to open up the word of God, to pray and say, Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me and help me understand your word more? I've talked to people and they're like, man, I just didn't feel worship this week. So I don't know what my week is going to be like. Don't you have six other days as well to shut off the music and to just declare the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and to talk about who he is and his greatness and allow that to build up your faith? See, so many times we want to blame some organizations out there because then we don't have to take responsibility. Not my fault. Right That's the pastor, that's someone else's, that's the worship leaders. Like they need to get me all excited and ready to go, and then maybe I'll grow. No, that's not how it works. We own our spiritual growth. And I want to tell you this: if your only option for growth is one hour on a Sunday morning, you're missing it. You're missing it. The trajectory for any living organism is growth. And you are a spiritual being. That means your spirit needs growth. Your spirit needs growth. Now, some of you, you may be sitting here saying, Aaron, this is such a great message. Thank you. And and I've been doing this thing for 20 years. I'm a 20-year-old Christian. I'm a 10-year-old Christian. I'm a 5-year-old Christian. I'm so glad you're preaching this. And this is something that people have needed to hear for a while. But I'm going to be honest. Some of you aren't 20-year-old Christians. You're a 1-year-old Christian that's done it 20 times. You're a 10-year-old Christian that's done, or you're a 1-year-old Christian that's done it 10 times, that's done it 5 times. You're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, and you're not growing. You're just sitting here. You're just in this place, like you're just a part of this, but you're not really a part of it to really grow and allow God to shape and form your life like he wants to shape and form it. And my prayer, my heart, when I'm in this room throughout the week, when I'm thinking about you guys, that's what I'm praying for. I'm calling out your names before God, and I'm praying as a church, God, let us grow. Lord, let us grow spiritually. We don't want to be the same church and the same people we were last year, God. We want to be closer to you in this process, God, because your desire for us is growth. It doesn't just happen automatically. It takes intentionality. Look at what Paul says to the church, or this I'm sorry, the writer of Hebrews says to the church here. If you have your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. In the first part of Hebrews, he's been writing this amazing letter to the church. This writer of Hebrews has been writing this amazing letter. And then he gets to this point and he kind of pauses. And I want you to hear this pause. And this is what he says. We have so much to say about this. He's like, I wish I could tell you more, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers. He's like, I'm thinking about that church body there. It's like, I'm thinking about different ones of you. And yeah, you've been doing this for 10 years. You should be teaching others. You've been at this for five years. You're ready to teach others. You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. He's saying, I was praying that this at this point you would have grown more. You would have grown more. You have to own that. It takes initiative on your part. He said, some of you are still just at the beginning stages of this process, and I want you to grow. If you read on to chapter 6 of Hebrews, he says that let's move on to maturity. Now, if you're just starting, let me be very clear about this. If you're just beginning this journey, don't try to be a giant. Just as Ashley said, be in the process day in, day out. Allow growth to happen in your life. But if you've been doing this for a while, by all means, start growing. Be intentional about this. Now let me talk about the heart of this because this is what some of us think. Oh yeah, I probably do need to grow spiritually so I can stop sinning so much. I probably do need to grow spiritually. I'll be a better Christian. I probably do need to grow spiritually so like I'll, I'll have a stronger faith. And all of those things are great things, but I want you to be very clear. Here's why we grow spiritually more. To be with Jesus. That's it right there, you guys. To be with Jesus. Look at these scriptures. Look at the words that Jesus is saying. It's an invitation in Matthew 4.19. The first thing that he gives out is, come and follow me. Not, here's a list of rules, I need you to do them. Not, here's things that I need you to know that are doctrines of the faith. He says, no, I want you to be with me. Why do we grow spiritually? So that we can be with Jesus more. So that every part of our day, when you're getting coffee in your workplace, when you're sitting down and typing up an email, when you're teaching in that class, when you're selling that product, students, when you're doing your math homework, Jesus wants to be with you. That is a part of spiritual growth. That's what we're aiming for. This isn't just a moral thing. Can I be a better person? This isn't just like, hey, I want to be a good person or I want to do some religious stuff. No, we have a creator whose deepest desire is to be with you. So that's the heartbeat. In John fifteen four, he says this, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. He's saying before we get to any fruitfulness, here's what I need you to know. Just stay with me. Be close to me. Dwell with me. When you're driving down the highway, whatever you're doing, be with me. Students, when you're on that sports field, whenever you're hanging out with friends, be with me. The purpose of spiritual growth is that we would be with Jesus more. That's the goal. That's the aim. And then here's some things that happen. Whenever we're growing spiritually and we're with Jesus a lot, we start to act like him. And so that second thing is we're going to be like Jesus The more time we spend with him, we end up becoming more like Jesus. We want to be like Jesus. Luke chapter 6 verse 4 says this. The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Jesus is saying you get intentional about this. You start becoming strategic. You start learning. You start growing. And you can be like me. Those characteristics, right? That heart of Jesus, that attitude that he carried with him, the peace that he walked with, right? The rest that he lived in, all of those things, the authority that he spoke with, he's saying you can be like me. Those characteristics can dwell in you. Once you've spent enough time with me, it'll begin to rub off and you'll be like me. And you'll end up finding yourself in the workplace and people are looking at your life and they're saying, I want what you've got. There's something different about you. There's something unique. You're not like anyone else in this school, students. There's something about you. It's because you've been around Jesus enough, you end up becoming like him. And then as we do that in our lives, as that's an active part, we end up doing what Jesus did. John 14, 12, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do these works I have been doing And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. That's what he's saying is you grow. You spend time with me. My characteristics rub off on your life in your life. And then you find yourself doing things that Jesus did. That's the purpose of spiritual growth. This isn't just try to be a better person. It's not about a moral thing. like that. That's kind of a byproduct of all of this. It's to be with him and that his characteristics get inside of us. And then we begin to be Jesus present here on this earth. And how amazing would that be, you guys, if in Mesquite and this surrounding area, there were hundreds of Jesus walking this earth, going into your workplace, going into your school, having conversations with your friends and with your family members because you were representing Christ in that way. That's what spiritual growth does in our life. That's what it does. That's why we own our spiritual growth. That's why we don't want to stay stuck is because we want that to take place. Growth is the natural trajectory for a living organism. You are a spiritual being. Your spirit needs growth. So now we're just going to end by getting really practical here this morning, okay? Because I don't want you leaving this place saying, okay, yeah, I kind of got excited for a moment, but I don't know what to do. Like, what am I going to do? So this is it right here. This is going to be very practical this morning. This is what I'm going to challenge you to do as we end this moment or as you walk out those doors. This is your assignment for this week right here, okay? Here's what I'm asking you to do, that you would take a moment this week and write this down. You can snap a picture of it if you need to. It's on the NCC Sermon app, so if you're like, I forgot and I didn't take a picture, you just have to go back to the Sermon app this week. It's already there in the notes, okay? This is our action item. is You're going to ask yourself, how are you, or maybe you're like, I'm not growing spiritually. How can you grow in these areas? In scripture engagement. In connection with God. So that could be in your prayer time. It could be in worship time. Like You're writing this down. God, how am I going to be intentional? How am I going to create a plan? How am I going to do this? Just think about going from right here in Mesquite over to Fort Worth. Okay. Some of you may do that a little bit more often. Some of us don't do that too often. I have to pull out my GPS, right? Because I have to know where I'm at and where I'm going. That's what you're doing spiritually. God, this is where I'm at. Here's, God, where I'm wanting to grow to. How am I doing this, or how can I do this? Scripture engagement, connection with God, personal practices. We talked at the very beginning of this year. I know some of you may have not been here for that series, but we talked about some of those personal practices, fasting, community with the church, like those moments in our life, some of those personal practices. It may be journaling for you, reflecting on Scripture, studying the Bible. Like, What are those personal practices, once again, that are connecting you with God? God, how am I intending to grow spiritually this year? I want you to write that down. And then we're not just going to write it down. We're going to start to implement it. So we're going to start to put that into practice. If you don't have that plan already, you need a plan. You're not going to grow by accident. You're not going to wake up one morning and just say, man, this is amazing. I am more like Jesus than I've ever been. Now, I've not had to do anything. It doesn't work like that. I really wish it did. It doesn't. You have to be intentional. You have to say, God, this is where I'm at, and this is where you're wanting me to grow. And, God, I'm going to be faithful in that process because I want to be with you more. Jesus, I want to be more like you. And I want to do the things that you did so that people around me are impacted, so I get to represent you to the world around me. That's why we own our spiritual growth, you guys. And so this is our action step. This is what I'm challenging you to do. If you do not have a personal spiritual growth plan, do that this week. Okay, I want you to come back next Sunday, but before you come back, let's do this. Let's put this into practice of saying, God, I want a plan of how I'm growing. Okay, and once again, Ashley said that, hey, we need community around us. So you may need to share that with a friend with someone you know here in the church, um, with your spouse, with someone that's close to you, of saying, hey, help me be accountable to this growth because I want to own my spiritual growth. And this is what I'm telling you. We as a church, corporately, you're going to be challenged. I want it to be uncomfortable sometimes for you guys to come in here and be like, oh man, I haven't been growing. Because we want to be encouraging you. We want it to be very practical when you come into this place. When I leave I know what Jesus is asking me to do through the message. I get that. And so that's my prayer for you. I want to pray, if you would take a moment, maybe bow your head and close your eyes. And let's just take a second and reflect on things that God may have highlighted in this message in our lives. And I want to start here. You may be in this room, and you may be honest and say, Aaron, I've not owned my spiritual growth. Because I don't really have a relationship with God. I feel disconnected from God. Maybe I feel disconnected from the church. Maybe you've been to other churches and you've been other places, but it's been a while since you've really engaged in a relationship with God. And I just want you to hear this clearly. This message this morning is what I said. The whole purpose is this, that you would be with Jesus that you have a creator who loves you and who wants a relationship with you. That's God's desire. And so if that's you and and you're in this room and you're saying, hey, I'm disconnected from God, I want to lead you in a prayer. And this prayer is just admitting, God, I've messed up. We all have. I've sinned. There's times I've done things my own way. And God, I know that's caused separation between me and you. And it's saying, God, I need your forgiveness. I can't fix myself. No one can. And that's why Jesus came and he gave his life on the cross. He died for you and for me because of our sin, because of our rebellion. And so it's just admitting that and then it's saying, God, I want a relationship with you. And so I'm going to lead us in this prayer. I want you to say this out loud, even if you're by yourself, uh, maybe in your home, if you're in this room, let's all say this out loud together because we don't want anyone praying this alone. Jesus, I come before you, and I know that I've sinned. I admit that I messed up, and I need your help. So I'm praying for your forgiveness. And I'm inviting you into my life. Be the Savior of my life. Be the Lord of my life. Give me a brand new start. I pray this in your name. Amen. Now, church, can you just put your hands together and celebrate? I know we do this every week, but I don't ever want it to get old that for anyone that prayed that prayer, for anyone that's been disconnected, and you meant that in your heart, the Bible says this, that all of heaven is celebrating and rejoicing and cheering for you, and God is doing something in your life. It's amazing, just that simple admission of saying, God, I need you. It does something powerful in our life spiritually, and we don't want you to do this alone. So if you prayed that this morning and you're saying, man, I've been disconnected from church or from God, but this morning I want a relationship with him, we want to walk with you. So you can go to newcommunity.co slash newlife, okay? So it's right there on the screen. It's newcommunity.co slash newlife. And our New Life team wants to um, walk with you. We want to encourage you. We want to reach out to you, okay? And just let you know, hey, we're here for you. And answer any questions that you have, like pray with you, encourage you, and help you. Because this week, Right? This week, it's going to become tempting to say that wasn't real. Probably didn't mean anything. That was just a Sunday morning thing. But I'm telling you, God is real and he wants a relationship with you. So don't try to do this alone. We want to walk with you. It's really simple. Reach out to us. We want to cheer you on as you take those first steps in your relationship with Jesus.